0: because there is no Christianity. There is no salvation. There is no eternity without the resurrection.
1: Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, virtual sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your coworkers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your hosts for today's episode, are siblings, Ben and Joanna Church.
0: Hi, today is Resurrection Sunday, also known as Easter Sunday. And for Christians, this is our Super Bowl day. This is the biggest day of the year. This is where the rubber meets the road in our beliefs system. That Jesus, the Messiah, came into the world, died on a cross, and then rose from the dead. The only person to rise from the dead and never die again. In fact, he is alive today. And he is conquering sin on our behalf once and for all. And today we're going to share some scriptures and share a conversation about the absolute necessity of the resurrection In regards to our faith because there is no christianity there is no salvation there is no eternity without the resurrection so we're going to read starting in first corinthians joe's going to read and hear what the bible has to say
1: yeah so this is chapter 15 so this is the apostle paul talking to some newer believers I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me, and that is the anointed one, Jesus, died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures foretold. He was then seen alive by Peter and then by the twelve, After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive today as I'm writing this, although some of them have now died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. Last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. For I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way that I persecuted God's church. But whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his favor on me. But tell me this, since we preach that Christ, the anointed one, rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then the anointed one, Jesus, has not been raised either. And if the anointed one has not been raised, then all of our preaching, our talking, our teaching, it's useless. And your faith is useless. And that would mean that we apostles would all be lying about God. For we have all told you that God raised Jesus from the dead, from the very grave. But that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then the anointed one, Jesus, has not been raised. And if the anointed one has not been raised, then your faith is useless. And guess what? We're all still guilty of our sins. In that case, all who have died believing in the anointed one, they're just lost. And if our hope in Jesus is only for this life, well, then we are more to be pitied than anyone in this world. But in fact, the anointed one Jesus has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, Adam, Now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man, Jesus. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to the anointed one, Jesus, will be given new life. But there is an order to this resurrection. Jesus was raised as the first of a harvest. Then all who belong to him will be raised when he returns. And then after that, The end will come when Jesus will turn the kingdom back over to God the Father, having destroyed every false ruler and authority and power. For Jesus must reign till he has put every enemy under his feet, and the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. So if the dead will not be raised, what point is there in people being baptized for those who are dead? why do it unless the dead will someday rise again? And why should we ourselves risk our lives hour by hour preaching this good news? For I swear, dear brothers and sisters, I face death daily. This is as certain as my pride in what the anointed one Jesus our Lord has done in you. So what value was there in fighting the wild people of Ephesus if there will be no resurrection from the dead? And if there is no resurrection, as some people say, we should just feast and drink, for tomorrow we will die. Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for their bad company will corrupt your good character. Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. For to your shame, I say that some of you don't know God at all. Wow. That pretty much sums it up for us as believers. If Jesus didn't die, we're wasting our time and our faith is pointless. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. I think it's just the Apostle Paul's life is one of the most powerful proofs that Jesus really did rise from the dead. Like he wouldn't have done anything he did if that wasn't 100% true. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, the Apostle Paul had no incentive, no earthly. he, He was king, basically. He was a rock star before Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus. He was the man. He probably would have been high priest. He was on the road to success. He had everything going for him
1: persecuting the christians
0: yeah at he, the time. he was the boss okay that would be like i don't know let, let's say brad pitt it'd be like brad pitt somehow giving it all away and going to live in a trailer or you know or whatever and just become the most outcat person that just makes no sense but he said he saw jesus alive and well in so much that it changed his life it put him in danger For the rest of his life, he was eventually martyred. He was killed for the the preaching of the gospel. You know, He went through more suffering other than Jesus himself. And yet he stayed true because it's a reality. It was so powerful, that resurrection, that it changed his life forever. And now, not only that, he was entrusted with sharing that good news that 2,000 years later, the Apostle Paul is still winning people to the Lord. Yeah. He's still changing lives by his life that was changed by Christ.
1: Well, and it's the very cornerstone of why you and I are even talking today. It is what gets us out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. The idea of the resurrection of Jesus. And our encounters with Jesus, now I have not seen Jesus face-to-face like the Apostle Paul or the disciples or the first 500 people who saw him there right after he was raised from the dead. But I have seen that resurrection power in my life. I've seen it in the lives of family members and friends. We still see the resurrection of Jesus playing out today.
0: Mm -hmm. And that message of the resurrection of Christ is... The gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the good news. That is the good that news. That because of that, you know, I, I guess it's not in and of itself the complete gospel. Jesus rose from the dead. It's it's what facilitates what the gospel is. The gospel is the good news that Jesus came, that he ministered, that he died on a cross, that he rose from the dead, so that <laughs> all men would be drawn unto the Father. We can have a place with the Father. We can go to heaven. We can participate in eternal life. And then in turn, we will be resurrected even if we die here on this earth before the Lord Jesus returns in person, sets up his kingdom here on this planet for 1,000 years. If we die beforehand, we will be resurrected. And it's just weird how this scripture, how Paul was actually talking to Christians who somehow already denied that the resurrection would even take place. I don't really think that happens today. And I mean, do you know of of any Christian circles that are denying that the resurrection will even happen at this point?
1: Like the resurrection of our bodies. Yeah. I don't think so. Not that I know of, but maybe some. I mean, that was an interesting
0: thing in the early church that they were arguing about if the dead would be resurrected. And so he's like saying, Hey, The foundation of our faith is that Jesus himself was resurrected. Therefore, we all shall be resurrected because he was first resurrected and he's coming back and we're going to live forever with him. So it makes no sense not to be. That was his argument. But in that argument, he was solidifying the message that Christ was resurrected from the dead. That's the foundation, the linchpin, whatever you want to call it, of Christianity. That is our belief system. Yeah, And that's what changes lives.
1: And then the other part of that is it says that if, if Jesus has not been raised from the dead, not only is our faith useless, but we still are all filthy <laughs> and guilty in our mm-hmm. sin, which is another way that I know that the resurrection of Jesus happened. Because I know what it's like to wake up in the morning feeling filthy, and mm-hmm. I know what it's like to wake up in the morning feeling cleansed by the resurrection power of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right, So if there's someone listening right now, if that's you, where you have woken up in the morning feeling filthy, you have hope, there is faith in a risen Savior who is still producing, even today, 2,000 years ago, and will produce for eternity, eternal life that flows out of him and that can cleanse you from the sin, can cleanse you from that guiltiness. And Remember, if you listen to our Good Friday message, sin just means you're missing the mark. You're thinking about things wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're not following a path of honor or a path of righteousness. It's It's just anything that keeps you missing the mark of God. And it says here that he has been raised to help you find that path of righteousness. So if that's you today... Man, don't stay in that. If you're waking up feeling filthy, reach out to the Lord Jesus, confess him as Lord, and ask for his resurrection power to resurrect your spirit today.
0: And then then what I think we can transition in our minds, focusing on the resurrection, I think this is also a key to Paul's message in this passage, that we need to focus on the resurrection as a central idea, not only Jesus' resurrection, which is the basis of our faith, but our own resurrection that is coming and the eternal life that we will share with Christ. And because it says Christ must reign, and that's when he returns. Let me read that just quickly again. But there's an order to this resurrection Christ was raised at the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. After that, the end will come when he will turn the kingdom over to God the Father having destroyed every false ruler and authority and power now that sentence is after 1000 years and here's how you know the next sentence says for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet the last enemy they should that shall be destroyed is death so we know that during that 1000 year time people will still die there's going to be a whole set of events that must take place but he will be reigning on this earth at that point anyone who is died previous to there, will be resurrected from the dead, will be made new again, will be alive, will be having eternal life, we will, we will be immortal at that point, sinless, we will be able to ascend to heaven and on the, on the earth, we'll be able to, you know, pass from the spiritual to the natural realm at that point, we'll be ruling and reigning with Christ, will be having authority over cities and regions and people groups. There'll still be regular people on the earth who can die at that point. Jesus will be the basically the king or president of the entire planet ruling in Jerusalem. So that's something he's we have to look forward to that. We have to have that as a mindset. That is how we can live this life. That's how that's why Paul could face death daily because he knew that there was a resurrection for him waiting that no matter what happened in this temporal world he had a prize and a he had a glory waiting for him with the Lord he had a destiny of glory that each and every believer in Christ has and it makes a difference on how you live your life if you just if you say you believe in Christ but every day you you just think today is like the worst day of your life and you're stuck in this rut and you're never And you're never focusing on the future of what the Lord has in store for you, what your true destiny is, what your true calling is. And that's to rule and reign with Christ and to actually see death put under his feet, to be death wiped away. And then Jesus turns the whole thing over to the Father, and the Father literally has a city coming down called the New Jerusalem, which is our home. And he is the center of that city, and we have access to the throne of God. And there's no more sun anymore because he is our sun, the light. I mean, that's that is the best science fiction you've ever thought of, Hmm. but that's going to be our destiny and our reality.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's why I can live today.
1: Yeah.
0: That's why I don't, I can stop sinning. That's why I can have joy in my heart. And that's why I can even endure persecution and face death because that resurrection and that reality is more powerful and whatever this world can try to take from us.
1: And while there may not be many Christians in this world or people who consider themselves to be followers of Jesus who don't believe that there's erection, there is a whole population of the world who doesn't believe, one, that Jesus ever even existed, two, that he was crucified the way we believe he was, and three, they absolutely reject the idea of the resurrection of the Lord from the dead. Mm Mm-hmm. And it says here in this passage, if there is no resurrection, as some people say, and so they just tell you to, who cares? There is no Jesus. There's no resurrection. There's no salvation. There's no eternity. We should just feast and drink. So basically eat and drink, get drunk because tomorrow we're all going to die anyways. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Paul says, don't be fooled by that. Don't be fooled by that. If you are somebody who has been that person who has said, there's no Jesus, and you happen to be listening to us this long, and you have, are, you're hearing us say, there is a resurrection. He was resurrected from the dead. It was proven out by the lives of the people who saw him walking and talking after being brutally murdered on a cross. If you're that person who is just now, or even maybe just now hearing it for the first time that there was a man named Jesus, he was the son of God, he died for you, and he was raised from the dead to conquer our sins, I just challenge you. If you don't believe it, or you're not sure, I challenge you to ask him. Today, ask him, Jesus, if you are real, if you are still alive today because you were raised from the dead, reveal yourself to me, reveal yourself to my heart, because I want to see you and I want to know you. And I want to be given, as the scripture said, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. And I want that. I want new life. I just say, reach out to him today, like ask him for it, and he will reveal himself to you.
0: That's why the importance then of Christians who believe that who believe that there is a resurrection from the dead, that Jesus was raised, that's a real Christian, you now have the ministry of preaching and showing that Jesus was raised from the dead. That is preaching the gospel. Every single Christian has that responsibility in some way, whether through your life or through your words or through whatever you're doing, your associations, of letting other people know there is a resurrection from the dead. Jesus was raised from the dead. He is Lord. You can know him and you can have a part in that also. And that's a never ending ministry that will happen until he returns. I think that's also a responsibility that we should take on ourselves, knowing full well, like you said, Joanna, there's three types of people who have never heard. And so that's why we got to share, who don't believe. That's why we have to be persistent and can be convincing. And then those who will never believe, who are opposed to it. And that's where persecution that we have to endure because they're the children of the enemy and the enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy anything that God wants to do.
1: Yeah, and one of my favorite scriptures that I say over myself on an almost daily basis that once you have set your gaze on him, believed in him and made him Lord of your life and accepted his resurrection saving power. The Bible says that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and quickens or makes alive your mortal body. And I say that over myself every day. Joanna, The same spirit, that same power, that same glory from heaven that raised Jesus's dead body from that tomb. That power lives in me now. That power infuses every cell of this mortal body. I can walk in that power, I can live in that power. And someday that power will resurrect every cell of this mortal body for eternity.
0: Well, what God wants to do in people's lives today is not just make you aware that Jesus was raised from the dead, not just make you mindful of that resurrection in the future, but also he wants to see that resurrection power, just like Joe just said, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will quicken you, will make you alive. Well, every single one of us right now needs something in our lives quickened. Something in our bodies quickened, something in our minds quickened. We need that spirit of God to be a reality in our lives, not just talking about it and not just thinking about it, but living it and being it. If that spirit took Christ out of the grave, took Christ out of the middle of the earth, wherever he was spiritually, took that body that was dead for three days, changed it, made it new somehow, put a spirit back in him. How much more will that same spirit do something in our own lives, change our lives? If you need a resurrection, today is the day to call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. I'm going to pray right now, and I just want you to pray if you're listening with me. Make this your heart's cry to the Lord. Pray with me now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you hearing the good news that Jesus was raised from the dead, that he is alive right now, that he is reigning king of all. And we have chosen today, Lord, to trust in you, to believe that Jesus is alive, to know that we will be raised from the dead also in the future and reign forever with you. But Father, right now, there's aspects of our lives that seem dying, dead, decayed, worthless, and we're just lifting it up to you right now. We're putting it in your hands we ask that the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us would take hold of that deadness, would take hold of that dying and death and corruption, and that it would change it, that it would raise it, that it would make it new once again. Maybe those dreams that have died, well, in the name of Jesus, they're coming back to life. Maybe those relationships that have decayed, know the Lord says they'll be raised from the dead. Maybe it's that, that family that's been torn apart No, the Lord says they will be resurrected because not just resurrection in eternity, the Lord is talking about, but resurrection in the here and now because he's given you his spirit. So we thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. I ask that the spirit would minister to each and every one of us this Easter day. Thank you for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are alive and that you're calling each and every one of us to new life today. I pray for new life this year. May this year, starting now, be the most full of life and passion and joy and health and newness because we focus on you this year, Lord. May we give you glory. May we run to the light. May we look to Jesus on the cross. May we know that he was risen from the dead. May we look to the future knowing we will be raised again. And would we look to you now, Lord, to sustain us and to meet every daily need that we have. And would we give you the glory each and every day, Lord, because you're awesome and mighty and true. Thank you, Lord, for this year. Thank you for those who are you are saving. Thank you for calling us to go preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Well, happy Resurrection Sunday, and we hope that more and more of you are going out and being the church in your world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.